What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Waco, Temple, Colleen, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. You are tuned in here to the Thursday edition of the Sports Grind, presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. And we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Bartlett with us back today, spinning the one and twos. 1-800-707-9760 is your number to participate. Anything that we discussed yesterday's show, if you didn't have an opportunity to call or you were left on hold, you didn't get through, you can parlay that over to today. And if there's anything that we are discussing today as well, you want to weigh your opinion on, feel free to give us a call as well. We just ask you to be patient during the long breaks and long segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, keep in mind, if you need to follow me via Twitter, you can do that at SportsGrind. Or if you want to stream the show live and leave comments during the show, I'll react to those in real time. If I don't get a chance to, I'll respond to them later. You can always go to the business page of Sports Grind Entertainment on Facebook, the Facebook business page of Sports Grind Entertainment, I should say. Or you can go to my personal page as well and you can leave comments and I'll respond to those. And if you ever miss any of the live shows live, you can always go ahead and download the podcast seven days a week at sportsgrindonline.com. 1-800-707-9760. What's up, Mr. Clark? Ready to rock and roll. All right. What's up, Bartlett? What's going on, guys? All right, man. Glad to have you back. I'm back here on Thursday. We got it. We get a chance today. We'll probably wait till tomorrow. We need to do an update on our over-under total since we're at the halfway mark. We're a little bit past the halfway mark, so we can check in and get ready for the home stretch to see how off we were um, in August. So we'll try to get to that, probably maybe even get into that tomorrow. And sometime early next week. I want to make sure that you were here on the day that we do it, probably since you participated in it. So we'll see. With the Packers in place, somebody had Aaron Rodgers on the over by a mile. Oh, that was Bartlett. Ouch. That was Bartlett that had that. Okay. Well, he ain't the only one, but tried to tell y'all that the North, they wasn't messing with that. But anyway, all right. So we've got some things to get to today. It is Thursday, so that means that we are kicking off another National Football League week. It's going by like Grease Lightning. We are already at week 11. You have the Tennessee Titans uh, taking on the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field. We'll definitely talk about that matchup. Uh, you know, can Packers make it two in a row? Uh, we'll talk about that. There's other some other NFL news as well. The NFL has a decision to make. They don't know what they're going to do with Cleveland and Buffalo game. Um, you know, they're expecting on the East Coast, you know, that lake, I've, I've told this story a lot. You know, I used to watch, it was weird. Uh, you know, most black kids at my age wasn't coming home and logging about two hours of Weather Channel. You know, but it was just something that I could, you know, it was what it is, a product having cable in your, in your house at a young age, or in your room, I should say. Lake of Fake Snow. I've always been fascinated with that because that's the heavy stuff. That I mean, there's only a few places in this country that really get that. You know, you go, you know, Chicago up in that area, but you talk about Buffalo. So they're talking about six feet of snow. Okay. Um, there could be players playing in that game that ain't six feet. Okay, but anyway, because early on during the week, it was like, hey, man, this is really going to be dumped Friday or Saturday. It'll be cleared out Sunday. And then they started paying to the forecast. And as of yesterday, it was like, oh, no, maybe the heavy stuff is coming in Sunday. So the league is making a decision on what they want to do. Now, really moving this to Monday or having Buffalo play on Tuesday, like what they've done, like COVID is out of the question because they're supposed to play on Thanksgiving. 
So the league is in the situation where Buffalo's already scheduled to play next Thursday on Thanksgiving. And then, so you can't move this game really to a Monday and Tuesday. So the option is either you move it to Detroit, and they've done that before in 2014 where there was a game between Buffalo, similar thing weather. And really where it comes down to is just really the people getting to the game. Like, you know, is it, you know, the emergency workers or snow plowers? What are we going to really use those resources for a football game? Or are we going to use those just to help the citizens of Buffalo, New York, and help them get around? Um, because really, this is the part of Buffalo that that's that, it, you know, that's part of Buffalo. And, you know, it's crazy. They're building a new stadium. They voted on that. The one the owner's pretty much funding the state's coming. And the debate I know with that is I think they're building that with no roof, too, still, which I applaud. So I got I got sickening here in Chicago. Oh, we got some. We'll build a dome for it. No, man, this is outdoors. Now, I think if anything, you just have a retractable because I tell you right now, Buffalo doesn't give a damn about getting a Super Bowl. You know, a lot of these people, they rush in to get these stadiums because the NFL tell you build a new stadium, you, know, you get a Super Bowl within two or three years. But first of all, like I told you, I, in my opinion, cold weather Super Bowls, I don't give a damn if it is playing a dome. Just with the activities during the week, it doesn't work. It doesn't really work. You know, I, I, the first Super Bowl I went to go cover was the one in Houston. And I told myself, I said, you know what, I'll start going to these. I mean, they're, they're interested. And so happened the next one was in Minnesota. And I was like, ah, wrong timing. Oh, well. But, you know, it's it's interesting. But this is one of those situations to see what they're going to do. Are they going to move the game or not? Um, this, you know, Cleveland. I mean, this is an interesting game. I mean, because, you know, Deshaun's on his way back here soon. And, you know, it got me thinking when they were talking about what to do with the Browns in this Bills game. It got me thinking like, okay, well, Deshaun's almost coming back as well. And really asking what are the expectations of Deshaun Watson? Because there's some people out there that would sit there and say, hey, man, he got all that guaranteed money. He should be throwing for 300 yards a game. Remind you, this man hasn't played in over two years. Oh, well, about two years he hadn't played. So we can get, we'll circle back to that. Other NFL news, we got Philly. This just breaking here in the last half an hour to 45 minutes. Philly has picked up Dominica Sue. Just picked him up, said, hey, man, come on here. We saw what Washington did with this run game. We all in. Put some more chips in. They ain't going to happen to us again. Get Sue. Where's Sue? Where's Donkey Kong Sue? I always wonder how that nickname flied in this climate that we're in in the last, even prior to four or five, because Dominican's been in the 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 whole, uh, you know, league for a while. But I always wonder, like, man, okay. Donkey Kong Sue, no one's stepping up. No one's. Saying that's borderline, you know, one, oh, okay. Okay. You get glances for saying that okay. one from this side of the table. Okay. We don't have to, we don't have to send anybody to, uh, from our community to talk to Farrakhan on that one. Oh. But anyway, the Eagles. That's what I like, man. Because let me tell you, there's owners and GMs out there. If they're sitting with their first loss, and we're in November, about to be in December, about to turn the calendar again in the home stretch. Some owners just like, hey, man, we are just spending all my money. We good. You weren't even supposed to be here at 701. But then you got some owners, they want to win. Like, oh, man, come on. Like, we did what? This is no coincidence. This comes right after. I mean, Dominican Sue's been sitting out there for a while. This is no coincidence that this comes right after what we saw Monday night. They got ran on. 
Philly is pushing the chips in. They're doubling down on everything, and they don't give a damn if a face card is showing or not. So you've got that going on. That just broke about 30 minutes ago. NBA-wise, your Spurs are back in action tonight. Um, they're back. And who they got tonight? They got Sacramento, right? Yeah, they've got the Kings, who are pretty hot right now. Won four in a row. Read the other day they're leading the uh, the NBA in scoring right now. You see the new laser beam that they they light up on top of their stadium and towards the sky. Who every time they get it with Sacramento. Oh, mm. they got this this purple purple laser that shoots out in, in, into outer space. But uh, Sacramento is going to be a tough one right now. Yeah, well, I didn't I didn't wasn't aware of that. But that what you just explained to me in the audience about them having a laser. You were fascinated by a laser. That's kind of what you have to do when you've been at the bottom for a while. Okay. I mean, the way this thing is going at AT&T Center, there's going to be fireworks. There's going to be holograms. There's going to be a lot of stuff they're going to have to put on the way at the rate, at the level we're at. Like I said, I, I, I gave you the positives that I'm taking from this team so far that I like so far, but it's still a process. You know, it's funny after the first three games of the season, you had some Spur fan, hey, where's all the take? I thought we were supposed to. And then when people start getting settled and realize, hey, the NBA season's starting, some of these good teams come around, guys start getting in better shape, these L's been stacking up. But also, it's okay. It's all right. You know, there's promising things there. And then now all of a sudden, it's circulating, shockingly, after going 31-14, and 14, Yaka Pertle, the Celtics are peeking around saying, um, we might be interested in trading for him. That's floating out there as of this morning. I Look, man, I, I mean, in Boston, let me tell you about Boston. Boston, it's surprising to me that, they, that they're able to play the way they're playing considering the Adoka situation. Boston looks scary. Boston looks focused. They look hungry, and they look like we will be here every night for 82 games until we get back to where we want to go. It's not going to be about, well, man, let's just get these guys. That's credit to the coach who's stepping in for Adoka. That's credit to Brad Stevens. This t- and a credit to Tatum because Tatum had a horrible finals last couple games, he, especially the closeout game. He really, I could tell that really bothered him. Tatum's focus, they're just they're deep as well too. I mean, I'd be honest with you, like I don't get this early on this. I mean, all they have to do, in my opinion, is stay healthy. It would take probably it, it's going to probably take the Bucks and Giannis to really be like, they have to go back and really be on their game in regards to what I think. And it's early, but I just feel Boston just has to stay healthy because it's obviously they didn't have a drop-off from Adoka. And that I think that also, not to take anything away from the coach, but I think that shows good leadership in Tatum and Brown. It really does. Marcus Smart and those guys, I mean, the hell with it. I mean, I don't think they all agree with Adoka being gone for the whole year after this, but credit to them. I mean, we're just barely in a month in the season. They they look extremely focused. The Golden State Warriors, I told you I was giving them to Turkey Day. Um, they lose again last night. They go to – they lose in the Phoenix, Phoenix Suns. Uh, they now go to 0-8 on the road, okay? Now, I've said that, hey, you know, I remember the early 2000 Lakers during the first field run and their dynasty run, their three-peat, and – all that kind of stuff. I saw at that point where, you know, early on in the season in November and October, the NBA dominant teams that know they're supposed to be, they they kind of go through the motion. Okay, we've seen that. But 
I can tell you from, you know, Steph dropped a 50 piece last night against the Suns. And they're one of the worst, if not worst team in the league and defensive wise, the Golden State Warriors early on. And the reason why I know that this is really there's this isn't just about board or we know we're better than everybody else, because I can tell I've you know, I've followed this team for a while now. And, and this is really about you can tell in their comments. You can tell in Steve Kerr's comments after the game and you can tell in Steph's comments that this is a little bit more. This isn't just I should say this isn't just about them being bored and going now. Could they I mean, could they kick everybody's ass in the second half of the season? Yeah. But for right now, we've got to call it while we see it and take it day to day. And right now, there are some issues with that team. And it's really on the defensive end as well. What you got? Well, yeah, Yahoo Sports had uh, Steph's comments after the game uh, last night talking about losing. He says, losing becomes a habit if you don't fix it. We've avoided that for a very long time in terms of that creeping into the locker room and losing mentality. I think we're very aware of who we are and what our potential is. The fact we can't stay in this vibe and mode for too long and not really prove that we can be that kind of team. He says we're not panicking in terms of six and nine or whatever we are, but the losing does get old very quick. And let me just go before we move on from that topic. Let me add something else to that that no one's basically talking about as well, too. Um, Jordan Poole. Andrew Wiggins, a couple of them other cats. Uh, Clay Thompson no, got another no, contract. Okay, no, leave him. I'm not going there with the money. I'm talking about Jordan Poole, Wiggins, guys like that, a couple of those guys. Now, they, they put Wiseman down back to the G League. That's a pop move. That's Steve Kerr being around here. All right, and also that's also sending a little message. But my point is when I'm roster naming Jordan Poole and Wiggins, these guys ain't never done it before. They don't realize that you the hunted. I mean, it's not so much like the – I mean, the defending Super Bowl champs in the NFL get it for 17, 16 weeks. I'm talking about it's everybody's playoff for Super Bowl team. You play that team on Sunday. That's your chance to get the defending champs, see where you measure up. The NBA, I don't think it's on the level of that because you got 82 games, but make no mistake about it. Guys, are, especially other young guys of the rookie, they're trying to make a name against y'all. This, this also is a stem from not everybody's bought in into the, into the defense of the title yet. And that's really the young guys. I mean, yes, Clay's struggling. Without a doubt. But I think Clay, again, it's he's taken so much time in regards to having offseason the last couple of years just to rehab and recover. He hasn't been able to really work on his game and even his shot. And he's rusty. He is struggling. But I think he's eventually going to come out of it. But they're really struggling. The reason why they haven't won a game on the road yet because their defense is hot garbage. It's trash. It's trash. Speaking of that, before we move from the NBA here real quick, I'll save that coming back from the break. Go to the amateurs. Big 12 action last night. Austin, our state capital, beat down on Gonzaga. Beat their ass down. I'm telling you, man, this is Chris Bird's second year. And I told you, this is one of those situations where I saw Texas ADs working. Because first of all, Marcus, I mean, you know, I was a big, I was a big fan, okay, of Marcus Smart. I mean, uh, what's my guy, my man's West? Shaka, Shaka Khan. Shaka Smart. I used to call him Shaka Khan. I know it's Shaka Smart, but Shaka Khan, a.k.a. Shaka Smart. You know, he's back in Marquette. He's up from that area. I just think the recruiting and his style work. I, I was a big fan when they hired him, and that's who they wanted. It wasn't like the Charlie Strong situation. 
Okay, like we really didn't want your ass, but we really wanted John Gruden. We just settled for you. No, they wanted Shaka. But let me tell you, Chris Beard, this was this is the athletic department in the University of Texas playing big bank, take little bank. They used to play that a lot in the hood, even before, even the fact that they just like, hey, you got money. Whoever got big bank, pull out your money, what you got. If I got more money in your pocket, I get yours. Texas said, listen, man. We're not about to let Chris Beard build a powerhouse in basketball at Texas Tech under our watch in the state of Texas. Go get his ass. Big bang, tank, little bang. They beat the crap out of Gonzaga last night, and they got a kid from Houston. Yo, TJ Ford, you know, shout out to J. Dub. I know my, my barber, he, you know, hard work and all that. You know, he's been telling me about T.J. Ford and some of his AU teams for a while. I mean, I think T.J.'s got one or two kids from his AU on this Texas team. You know, T.J. Ford's a legend down there in uh, UT Burn Orange basketball. But big win over Gonzaga. I don't buy into – I mean, preseason college basketball rankings for me are damn near a lot worse, like three times worse than NFL, I mean, college preseason AP rankings because you really don't know, and you got new McDonald All-American classes coming in. You got guys going to the league. But, you, you know, your original Blue Bloods are there. You know, I didn't even talk about Kansas and Duke the other night. You know, it's weird watching that game. For one, seeing Duke without Coach K. And then seeing Bill Self, I forgot his ass was doing a bid. He's got a four-game suspension to start the season. Kansas won that one. Michigan State, it's about it's time for Izzo to bounce back. He's had a few years on some down teams. It looked like he might have one. He beat. He was able to beat Kentucky, um, you know. Uh, but college basketball is definitely up in full swing. Also, baseball, they continue to hand out awards. Uh, Justin Verlander, Cy Young winner, another one. Remember after the World Series, I told you, I don't know if it was A-Rod or somebody said, hey, this is our generation's Nolan Ryan. And now he's added another Cy Young. And it's not shocking that he decided to opt out, too. Just saying, no, nah, I'm going to test the market. And the rumor has it that he is looking to relocate. I don't know if he just wants a different challenge. Maybe Katie's saying, you know what? I had enough of H-Town. There's too many candy paints around here. We need to get out of here, you know? 1-800-707-976. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Bartlett spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Cry. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 
Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka's starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official sp- Sponsor of the sports crime. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Bartlett's been the one and twos, 1-800-707-9760. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Stoli Vodka. Stoli Vodka. All right, keep in mind they have an uncompromising spirit. It's the kind they believe that turns players into icons. It's 100% grain to glass, and Stoli Vodka controls the entire production process, and there's no room for maybes. That is Stoli Vodka, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 1-800-707-9760. All right, so keeping it moving. So, yeah, that was a big win uh, from um, Texas last night. Um, like I said, man, that's, you know, pretty impressive in the second year. It's a lot of basketball playing. Again, I don't, you know, I would like to know just, I've been paying attention to college basketball for a minute here that I know that Gonzaga, you can't think that that's Gonzaga of the team that basically came out of the finals of the final four. You can't think of that. So, you know, automatically, but it's the way they beat them down. They delivered a beat down to them. Um, We've got some people checking in on Facebook Live here early. Um, Anthony White's checking in. So they're going to move the GAC game to Detroit. Have they confirmed that? Because I thought they were going to wait. Maybe just trying to call a shot because I thought they were probably going to hold off until Friday. They're talking about even – it could come down today, but they're talking about even maybe till Friday tomorrow, holding off on that decision. Um, also, you have um, Adam Longoria checking in. He says, Sue is washed. Adam, no, look, first of all, this is how it works. In in the NFL, especially on the D-line and the O-line, in the trenches, depth and talent, you can't have enough of it. They're not getting Sue thinking Sue's going to come in and play all the snaps, you know, every down. Now, when they get to the uh, postseason and his conditioning gets better, you know, when he gets up to maybe his snap inc- uh, increases. You put him in in situations, play two downs out of the downs, or you play that would have made a difference. That could have made a difference. I don't, I don't see anything that he's fell off that much. <laughs> you know, I mean, again, it's they're not bringing him in, Adam, as Dominican Sue going to play every snap. And he's that. So the whole thing of is he's washed up off of what? Based off of what evidence? 
And I've been one of Dominican Sue's biggest uh, critics over the years. But I think I, I, I applaud Philly for the move. I mean, you add a talent on the D-line days after you pretty much, that's why you got your first L. What you got? As far as Sue being washed, I got a couple of updates on, on our comments here. Mm-hmm. So as far as Sue being washed up, last season he did play and start all 17 games for the Buccaneers. As with the season before with Tampa Bay, the season before with the Tampa Bay, he started and played in every game going back. Well, uh, if you if you trust NFL.com and their stats, he hasn't missed one. So, well, I don't uh, know what Adams he's definition. He's 35 years old now, so you wonder what he has in the tank. Obviously, we went through camp, gone through this far through the season. Nobody has picked him up. Let me tell you something. If Mike Vrabel being down three, four, five defensive starters that I keep being reminded by the Tennessee Titans from the media. And pretty much they went ahead and Mike Brady said, you know what, Dominican's not out there. Let's go get Donkey Kong Sue. Adam would be on my timeline saying this is the one that keeps them, pushes them over the top. They're going to be a threat. This is what we needed. That's what Adam would be saying. But due to the fact that Philly got them and the rich get richer and they're 7-1, and one, Adam, Adam's throwing shade. You're playing the fan card here is, is what you're saying. And in a way, I just think to sit there and say he's washed up, I mean – I just didn't understand what the base of, and I just wanted to clarify because I'm pretty sure Adam's not alone. I mean, there could be some people listening to this right now and thought to say, oh, Ad, oh, who cares? Sue can't play. And that's why I wanted to know, look, it's about the depth on defensive line and offensive line. You can't have enough. Okay? that Look, the, the, y'all want to know why some product – see, we don't talk about this, but y'all want to know why some product is looking bad or some teams look horrible right now in the season is because they've got, they've got practice squad. They've got third and fourth stringers out there, some of them on the D in, in the offensive line. That's what's going on, and it's part of the game, but depth is important. What you got? As far as the – confirmation or lack thereof on the buffalo move uh Schefter hasn't hasn't provided an update and Schefter to me in the nfl is the equivalent of woge to nba um my personal preference i know other people might have their own uh but Schefter too hasn't provided an update in two hours but he did say uh, if the nfl w- does wind up moving sunday's Br- browns bills game to detroit buffalo would have back-to-back games at ford field because of the Thanksgiving. Well, I th- that's what they're saying, that they don't want that to happen as well, too. And not only that, I think they were saying that's like a tour for Cleveland. That would be a two and a half hour car drive. So they're saying that would get I've already looked up and then there's the league, the front office saying that'll give them an advantage. They can't do that. That takes away a home field advantage from Buffalo. This is supposed to be a home game for Buffalo. No, don't be Adam. You're going to be Adam two times in a row. No, and no. I know you're usually objective. You're not biased, even though you're Browns backers. But that's an advantage, Jonas. There is there is the travel advantage. A hundred percent. Buffalo's four hours away from Cleveland. You shoot just straight up Pennsylvania, follow the lake. All right, so yes, there's a travel advantage, but I would look at it from the Buffalo standpoint too. You have the opportunity, for, especially for that Thanksgiving Day game, to really get a crowd there in Detroit because why not turn it into, if you've got two games in a five-day span, might as well just stay in town and, and buy another ticket. That's supposed to be a home game in Orchard Park this Sunday. Mother Nature's got the last call on this. 
you lived up in Ohio. Let me ask you, how many times did you take a road trip to Detroit compared to how many times you drew up to Buffalo when you lived in that area? Well, I mean, I've taken two road trips to Detroit. Okay. Uh, I've never been to Buffalo. So, you know, okay. Um, but it's one of those, I, I do want to clarify you, here. You, you, you answered it. Hold on. Hold on. I, I want to clarify really quick, too. Uh-huh. Uh, in Ohio, 200 miles felt long because the state itself is only 248 miles wide, I think. Have you the ever tried to drive state, out of the state of Texas? Do you know how long it I, takes you to get out of Texas? I drove down here from Ohio, so yes, I understand. Okay. And I've driven east and I've driven west. I understand how big Texas is. That's you. what I'm saying. If I would have realized before that Buffalo was only four hours away, I probably would have tried to catch a game. Or six <laughs> hours away, I probably would have caught a game. They can't play that in Detroit. I'll call protest. That's a, you can't give click. The Browns fans would make it a weekend trip. They would get Winnebago's, whatever. They would, you would hear way more. Look, Bill Mafia can travel, especially when the team's got expectation last two weeks. The league cannot let that happen. That's taking a home game away. That will be a home game for Cleveland Browns at Ford Field. So do you move them to Minnesota? It's Minnesota has been an alternative location for other places, too. For other games too, I think Do you flex the time and maybe play two games in Minnesota. I would, I would pretty, I would go with that instead of giving Cleveland a layup in regard. Look, I mean, I would do that instead of giving Cle- a Cleveland a layup and giving them pretty much a home game away from home. It's a two and out. It's a two and a half hour trip. Okay, I've driven up to Houston from here a lot more than I've gone to Dallas. You know what? Because that's an extra two and a half hours. Okay. It's just, it's, it's just, it, it, so the reason why we're exploring all this, because I want to be known that the league is really doing their due diligence when they've got to come up with these situations. Look, football is a game of all weathers, but I think this really comes down to where ultimately you've got to pray that the city of Buffalo, the state of New York up there, they've got enough resources that where they wouldn't feel like they're limited. Because I think this is really about how do fans and how do media, how do doctors, what, how do they get to the stadium? How do they get to the game? You can play this game. If it's a blitz, hey, this is what it's about. But it's about the transportation. So they've just got to pray. And I think they are going to wait to the last minute to call on this. And it's just, it, it, they just got screwed because honestly, I believe if if Buffalo hadn't been on Thanksgiving, they would have moved this game already to Tuesday or Monday. But you really talking about putting player safety in jeopardy. 1-800-707-9760. Um. All right. So, sticking with that, let's stick with the. Uh, we had some other NFL. Oh, first of all, going to college. Have we got any work? Because I keep getting mixed reviews, man. Where are we at at the state of this Virginia game being played? Have they? Have Have you heard anything in regards to them making a call? Because yesterday, I swore that in the morning I heard they made a decision to cancel their final two games, and then yesterday evening. They had said basically no decision would be made. And to me, it just goes back to now that we're having details come out of this tragic event. You know, I'm hearing this morning that, you know, one of the survivors ran back in, according to his mom, to help people. So to me, I just since this affected and it was the team bus that got shot up, it is, I just can't fathom when you're talking about 18, 19, 20 year old kids being prepared to play a football game. The the Virginia football game against Coastal Carolina has been canceled. So it's official now. It's officially okay, canceled. Okay, I figured. I mean, I can't believe it really took this long, um, to be honest with you, but I, I just keep it 100, keep it real. 
it really probably the powers of be thinking about money and thinking about like, oh, well, if we do cancel, how much is when knowing that, hey, man, this is they lost three lives, three teammates. I, I can't believe that it really took them that this long to decide. I mean, this isn't a situation where you have a tragic. I mean, we've seen over the years you got kids tragically die you know, on a college team, they, they go on, they more, but we're talking about a death that was basically aimed. I mean, no details have come out in regard to if this was premeditated with these three individuals, or this is just a guy that used to be on the team. That was, you know, I know there was a report say that he, you know, the school, somebody, some people had told on somebody that heard that said he had a gun on camera. I don't know. But the point is, this is something that was really targeted the team and the team bus. This isn't a random player being out somewhere or, finding them passed away at their apartment, whatever. This is like an act of violence that is directly at that team. I can't believe that it took this long to really decide not to play this game. Now, on that note, the Baylor game at Virginia for basketball uh, tomorrow night is still on for a schedule. That's a 5 versus 16 matchup. And I can understand that. I mean, I think everybody on the campus, whether you're an athlete, uh, you know, student body, or you're just a student body, I think everybody's affected to whether you're on the football team or not. So playing the basketball game, I can understand that. But I'm talking about playing a football game where it directly impacted um, the football team. 1-800-707-9760. So what else do we got going on? Uh, so going back to the NFL, yeah, let's go back there so we can talk about tonight as we get week 11 underway. Um, like I said, the Green Bay Packers are going to be hosting the Tennessee Titans. Um, you know, when you look at this, it's, these are one of those things that with Green Bay, you wonder if Dallas, the win for the Cowboys, is going to be that win that really gets them going that if they can make this two in a row you from a team led by Aaron Rodgers who lost four games in a row, are they stopped the bleeding? Can they go now? Tennessee still banged up. You know, I don't think they're getting that many guys back. You know, they played, you know, last weekend without five or whatever, how many starter defensive guys were out. But I've also given Tennessee their credit because I believe their general manager and Mike Vrabel, they've done a hell of a job of keeping their depth. Like, like, they, you know, not all, but there's some teams. I believe there's some teams in the National Football League that whether you want to say it starts with the GM, director of scouts, whatever, it's almost like there's an afterthought about practice squad guys, like guys that you know that you're going to cut when you got to get down to that cut, and then it comes down to we're like, okay, we got to get down to 52. We got to get down to 40, and then it's like, all right, well, these guys in the practice squad, and it's just like they're on the practice squad. See if they get approved. They're part of scout team. We'll pull up. Tennessee – is one of the teams that you can tell even down to their practice squad players and they think they pay when they scout, when they go draft, they're looking at that. They're just not throwing guys on their undrafted college guys that come up. They're really getting guys that fit what they do. And that's the reason why for one, they've been able to sustain these injuries and still win games. And I told you already they're doing, I don't know if they're going to be able to do it as long as Buffalo. I mean, excuse me, Baltimore has, but they're the other one team that has found a way to stay competitive while you're retooling. They're not in a rebuild. Make that clear. Cause people think I feel confused when I say rebuild or retool. There's two different things. They are two different things. They're retooling, but they're in competitive because the division's trash and everybody around them is trash. Okay. So, but tonight, we'll see how it goes. Keep in mind, the key tonight, I don't know if Green Bay has the personnel on that side of the ball to keep Derrick Henry in a box. 
He was in a telephone booth last week. I mean, you thought there was one or two times I thought Derrick Henry was going to break one of those, uh, you know, runs. I think they held him to like 50 yards rushing, 45 or something like that. Still lost a damn game. But if you would think if you hold Derrick Henry with Ryan Tannehill, 45, you're supposed to win. Can Green Bay do that? To, I don't know. I don't think so. I can't think of the last time Derrick Henry didn't had back-to-back games where he ain't cracked 100. Y'all can research that. But I don't know. I, off the top of the dome, it, it has to be a minute. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'd be surprised. But my point is, I believe that Derrick Henry bounces back. I believe, you know, Ryan Tannehill is second game back. I think he'll feel a little bit more comfortable after missing those times, those few weeks. But I will tell you, this is really about Green Bay, too. It was yes was last week just a product of like, hey, this is our only chance against the Cowboys. We've got to neutralize these pass rushes, so we've got to run the ball. we got to get Jones going. Are they really committed? Or is Aaron Rodgers really going to cuss out LeFleur again tonight if he don't run the ball when he wants to? Or was that just something specified for the Cowboys? We'll see because I believe they've got to – I mean – as young as these receivers are that Aaron Rodgers has been killing all year and, and the drop passes and, you know, not on the same page, you would like to think whether you're playing the Cowboys or not, and we're getting in that time of December and Lambeau is this. Because, you know, I heard somebody say a perfect – somebody I never thought about this, but it's one of those – if you look at it, some of Green Bay struggles, you know, back in the Ted Thompson days and you go back to the Mike Holmgren, you go back to the Mike McCarthy early years, Green Bay was a team that was built for that element in Wisconsin. If you notice in the last year, if you notice that the 49ers have gone down there and crushed the building in the playoffs and sit them home, have you known that Tom Brady went down there? The point is, is that there are some executives that look at this and say, you know what? That team ain't really built to really play in Wisconsin. If you go look at Ted Thompson and the teams that he played in Green Bay, they were built run the ball, big guy defense. This is borderline under LaFleur finesse. Now, Aaron Jones runs the ball hard. He does. He, he, I mean, he's a physical runner. I consider Aaron Jones, I mean, he's not a Derrick Henry. I don't think he's as violent like as a Chubb or a Taylor, but he can run the ball pretty physical. But the point is, is that is this team from defense, offensive line, are they really built for this element? But I think as the weather changes and now weather's going to start playing an effector, a factor, excuse me, into football, these football games in certain stadiums, you have to look at the teams that are going to be successful of starting to run the football. What you got? Really quick fun fact here for you. Uh, Derrick Henry last week was his fourth time this season under 100 yards. He started off the season with 82 against the Giants, uh, followed it up with 25 against Buffalo and 85 against the Raiders. It's just, you know, so it's what, 219 yards against Houston. So when was the last time it's happened? It's happened four times this year already. That he hasn't back-to-back to have 100 yards? Well, I mean, it has, he didn't have 100 yards for a three-game stretch to open the season. 82, oh, okay. 25, See, and 85. That's why I said maybe it's happened more. You know what it is? I'm just confused because it seems like I, I get confused the way he performs against other teams compared to the way he performs against the Colts. Exactly. Because every time, because at the same time, when it, uh, the thing, that's what it is. I get confused knowing they think Derek because every day. Damn time I see, that's what he puts up on that team. But I'm just saying, I mean, not trying to say any cheap shots out to them, but that's just the, that's just the real net. And I see uh, Carl checking in. He's saying, uh, man, Green Bay banged up also. See, everybody wants to get their injury love to be like, we got injuries. I told you. The team in Colorado, until Green Bay fan, ten, nobody got 71. 
I ain't talking about 71 dollars. I'm talking about 71 million on our unless you are the 49ers. Okay. Everybody got injuries, but there's some that's different. Everybody got money. Some people got money more than others. And that's why I say, but now that we're getting that claim, hey, we got injury too. We got injury. Well, let's look at it. Anybody got 71 million. Okay. But that ain't the only reason why that team's trash right now. I'll tell you the truth. Keep it real. But 1-800-707-9760. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Bartlett spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. 